lucky enough that I love what I do, you know. When you realize that time is like this and it goes by super quick, I think it could help I think it could help you like accomplish anything, to be honest with you. From Long Island, New York, a town called Brentwood. I've been wrestling since I was a young boy and I feel like with the sport of wrestling, it's usually one of those sports where it's like um you know, you kind of only do it if like a family member do it, did it, kind of brought into it. It's not one of those popular sports where it's like, hey, I want to go wrestle. So um, since a young age, I've been around wrestling. And actually, when I was younger, like a kid, I hated wrestling, actually. I did not like it at all. Really? Yeah, I hated it, man. It was like, it was like tough. I'd be like, I don't want to do this. So um, I, dippled and, I dippled and dabbled with it. Uh, played a little bit of baseball when I was younger. Um. But yeah, just just always grew up wrestling, and um, I would say just messing around with it. I probably got serious with it, and around maybe like seventh grade. Seventh grade is when I started taking it serious. I was like, uh, okay. I was like, baseball's cool, but I need to I need to go with this wrestling thing. I knew, I mean, that's like I felt like my purpose. You know, I felt like my purpose. Yeah. Uh, no, any parents or siblings wrestle or anything like that? Or? Yeah, my dad, my dad messed around with it a little bit, not not too serious, okay. but uh, he always loved it. You know, he always loved it, uh, and he's like big into it. He's like, he knows everything, so he's been around the sports seriously since like I would say nineteen ninety five. So um, yeah, awesome. so uh, yeah, I got serious within middle school, and I uh, kind of never looked back. I had my bumps and my my highs and my lows, but never really looked back. Um, seventh grade i was super small i was like a 99 pounder uh <laughs> really small wow. yeah i was super small i was walking around at like 90 pounds um so seventh grade or also middle school eighth grade i went up got brought up to varsity and i was still super small um eighth grade in new york you're able to wrestle varsity as a high schooler uh and i had an okay year i mean i wasn't i wasn't super dominant in high school but I was, I would say I was talented, but I just never really put full effort in, I would say when I was younger, I was kind of like very immature, I would say all around. So I would like work hard for a period of time and then stop working hard. So it was like very inconsistent work. Um, and then I would say my ninth grade year is when I really, really took it serious. So eighth grade year, I think my record was about I want to say like like maybe like eight and twelve i was like probably eight and twelve and then yeah. and then next year i was like 42 and one going into the county finals so yeah so it was like it was a it was a big jump yeah it was a big jump was there some was there something that like happened during your eighth grade year where you were like okay this is this is where i'm gonna make the change or yeah did it just kind of gradually yeah. happen yeah so i'm happy you asked that so um i was at uh i'm from brentwood and I ended up losing the wrestle off my eighth grade year to uh, a kid that was much older than me. He was uh, he was in tenth grade, I believe, at the time, and uh, I was putting in a lot of work over the summer. And you know, this this kid wasn't you know working as hard as me. And it was a super close match. I think it was like an overtime one point match, and uh, he beat me. So I was a bit upset at that. And at the time, I was like dang, at this coach, I was like, man, you see all this work I put in, this kid's not doing much. And even though he won the wrestle off, like, I just felt like I was working super hard. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I, all the, uh, all the dudes he was beating, I would, I was probably would have ran through anyway. And 
I ended up moving. I ended up moving uh, the next year. Not only that, uh, not only because of wrestling, but the first town I was in, it was it was a rough neighborhood. Probably wasn't the best neighborhood for me to um, probably graduate from. So my parents wanted me to move to a little better neighborhood, and I ended up moving to a place called North Babylon. So that gave me a lot of um, just motivation. I would say going to that next year, I was like, you know, I'm really going to show these guys like uh, what they're missing out on. So all summer, I worked pretty hard um, with this guy named Gregor Gillespie. He was a national champ for Edinburgh. So I, I got with him, worked pretty hard, did a lot of privates with him and, and made some jumps. Nice. That's yeah. So that, I mean, that's the classic chip on your shoulder, right? It goes yeah. a long way. Absolutely. It really does, that, that mentality, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now, I guess so at that point, so that was your your ninth grade year when you really started to take it seriously. Yeah. So when did that kind of inconsistency in terms of work ethic and like making it a year round mm. type sport and, and year round effort, when did yeah. that really take place into a full time thing? So um I would say the inconsistency thing with me was mostly mental. I was I was very immature mentally. So the ninth grade year was good year. And then going into my tenth grade year. I was still 99 pounds and I was, I was, yeah, I was ranked first in the state going into my next year. So I'm looking to win states. I, I have all my friends, you know, oh yeah, like you're ranked number one in the state, you know, you're probably going to win states. And honestly, I wasn't really big on it until people started mentioning it. And I was like, oh yeah, you know what? I started thinking, you know what? Yeah, I am going to win states. And I kind of like, kind of took my foot off the gas pedal and I got complacent. Um, so I kind of just lost a bit, a bit of hunger. And then also, um, before the season started, I tore my meniscus and it was like the first injury I had. So I was like, I was like, dang, I never really had an injury like this. And over that time I was out probably a month and a half and I started getting a little heavier. So I was walking around at probably like 102 pounds. I barely cut weight. And now I'm like 109. So leading into the the next year, I'm I'm dealing with this weight cut situation. Never had a cut weight before. I was always super underweight. So that yeah. was like that was like my first little uh, challenge was the weight cut, and I wasn't handling it well. And my first match back, uh, I ended up losing to a kid that I pinned in like 50 seconds the year before, right? Oh, God, so I'm, yeah. yeah, so I'm coming back. I'm like, damn, like, this is not going how I thought it was. And I just didn't deal with it correctly. And I think it was like a tumble effect, domino effect, where it affected my season. So I went from, you know, suppose I was supposed to win states that year. And I ended up taking like six in the county. I ended up taking six in the county. And I mean, the dudes I lost to were, I mean, really good. Like fast forward today, uh, I lost to Zach Redding, who's at Iowa State, super stud. I lost to Adam Busiello. Uh, no, did I lose Adam that year? No, I lost to Adam Busiello last year, the year before. Um, a few other guys there. I mean, they were super solid, but I ended up taking six. So I'm like, at this point, I'm hating wrestling, right? So I'm like, this is. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is terrible. I was in a super depressed state. And it kind of, uh, it kind of lingered on. It lingered on to 11th grade year. And which which um, fast forwarded helped my journey a lot, but it lingered on to my eleventh grade year, and still wasn't feeling it because I was still like didn't get over that year before, and I didn't 
work. I didn't put the work in to, you know, fix that situation. I just thought just going to practice, you know, once, once a day was, was enough, but I didn't put those necessary steps in to, to heal that pain, I would say. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Like you're talking about like the extra work, like, yeah. like besides the like team practices and exactly. stuff like that, like getting right. Yeah. Right. I mean, honestly, that goes a long way. Um, so Dylan and I are, are both hockey players. Okay. Um, and that's, that's like one thing that I've learned. Uh, and I'm, I'm thankful that I learned it at a young age, but the real fulfillment comes when the team practice ends Yeah, absolutely. and you, you complete that extra workout or you complete that extra skate or whatever it might be. Like that's where the real satisfaction comes in to, to keep going the next day. Like you, you, you feel like you're outworking the competition. Exactly. Um, is that now like, so in your own journey, um, you mentioned that you were kind of struggling with the mental side of things mm-hmm. and you're, you were immature in, the, in that regard. Yeah. How did that, how did you change that situation? Was it a, was it a physical change or was it a mental change? Meaning like, did you do something physical, like that extra hours to really trigger that change? Or were you just like, okay, this, this is, you know, mentally you were like, okay, I yeah. really got to change this. So it was a bit of both. The change for me happened like right after high school, actually. So 11th grade okay. year, uh, actually didn't wrestle the half year because I had some losses and, you know, I was like, again, immature. I was like, I'm done with this. You know, I'm done feeling this pain. I stopped wrestling my 11th. I didn't even wrestle my 11th grade year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then 12th grade year, I had some time to think about it over the summer. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wrestle. Um, so I finished my high school career. I was like three-time All-County. Uh, I placed at a few national events. So it was like a, a good high school career. Um, nothing crazy. Definitely not 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 bad. Um, but for me, physically, um, I was very um, – immature physically as well. So I hit puberty super late, which kind of uh, hurt me. I have puberty at like 17, 18 years old. So super late for me. And that's, that's big in high school. That, and then for me mentally after high school, I was just, I was just like, you know what, this, this isn't it for me. I was like, I knew my high school career should have went way better. I knew I was way more talented than, I know I was way more talented than the dudes that, that were more accomplished than me uh statistic wise so i was like yeah i can't go out like this i was like you know i'm gonna give it a run i can't go out like this and um another thing that this is it was tough it was tough because not only was it that but my grades were bad uh, in high school so so for me high school was just like dress nice and talk to friends all day that was high school for me (laughs) dress dress nice and talk to friends all day so i had to deal with the uh I had to deal with the wrestling part. So a lot of effort went into wrestling and then a lot of effort went into, you know, schoolwork and stuff. Yeah. So what was, what was that like? So I, you know, a lot of athletes that we've talked to, you know, some didn't go to college. Some did. Yeah. Uh, Depends on the sport, right? Like there's different paths for everybody. Um, But it seems pretty split in terms of the effort that was put into school versus the effort put into um, the sport. Right. Um, I think that's, that's divided uh, amongst all athletes. And I think that has to do with a mental side, right? Like you're, when you're giving it all to one thing, that's, you know, like for you, right? Like wrestling was, was probably your thing. And that kind of took away from everything else. Obviously yeah, you you mentioned, you know, you're, you're talking to friends and all that kind of stuff. Like it wasn't a main priority. That's all about the whole priority list, right? Like prioritizing next wrestling, maybe, you know, friends was after that. And then it was, came to schoolwork. Uh, when did you, did, 
when did you turn that around or did you turn that around? Yeah. So, um, I took a, like after high school, I just took a really serious approach. I don't know, honestly, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know what, what really happened. I, I, um, I'm big on faith. So I give a lot of credit to God, to be honest with you. It was just like a switch to be honest with you, man. Like, um, I have a lot of support. I come from a really great, uh, situation. So I'm lucky and blessed enough to have, you know, certain resources that other kids don't have. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Um, so after high school, um, I had to do a few years of community because my grades were bad before I was able to transfer into a, a D1 program. But we took a, me and my family took a serious approach and we were like, you know what? I don't think the best thing to do is stay home and, you know, wrestle at the near uh, community college in here. So because it was just it wasn't just a serious thing, you know, like if I was to stay home, it was, you know, you wrestle, but you're around friends all day and stuff. And it's just yep. it's not the most serious approach. So. I had a friend at the time, uh, Tommy Cox, who wrestled at NC State. And okay. it's actually funny how this happened. Um, before uh, my 12th grade year, so I was at a national tournament before the season ended. I ended up wrestling this kid named Alex Ukiza, uh, who was at a, he was out of Miami, and he was committed to uh, NC State. And... I wrestled him and I ended up beating him at nationals. Right. And he was more accomplished than me in high school and stuff. So that was like the one thing that gave me a little bit of like, like confidence to, to step in like that environment. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not as accomplished as these guys, but I'm I beat that kid. And it was, it was good enough for me to, you know, get there. It made me feel like, okay, like I kind of belong. You can still compete. Yeah. I can can still compete compete with with these dudes. So, um, I, uh, ended up going to, to Raleigh. And I lived there for three years where I trained and I trained just RTC. So I was at a community college, but the community college I was at didn't have a wrestling program. So I was just training with like all the dudes that were competing for Olympics and worlds. So I had a really good situation. Really good wow. situation. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That, yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of, um, I mean, that, that's, that's what it is about competition too, right? Is like, so a lot of people say that there's this, there's a balance between everything. We talked about this with so many different people. We talk about it in business all the time um, about growing the brand. There's a balance with everything. It's yeah. the same thing in sports, right? So for competition, the balance is like, okay, looking at your competition and saying, wow, look where he is, or, you know, look what they've accomplished. But then there comes in that, that aspect of like, okay, that's actually to a point that's unhealthy because then it can get in the way of your own journey. Like, like I've said, everybody has their own journey. So you're looking at somebody else's path that might not be the best way to go about it, but still having that drive and the motivation to push every day to be better than your competition. That's like the healthy side of competition. Yeah, absolutely. It's that dichotomy that, that a lot of people, a lot of people struggle with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Especially with social media nowadays and seeing everybody's accolades, accomplishments that they have, but nobody's seeing the dirt that they had to go through to get there. Yeah. Nobody's seeing their own process. You know what I mean? That's, that's honestly why we do this, yeah. right. To, to hear, to hear the stories. So. Yeah. It's funny you say that about process. Cause I, where I'm at now, I, I kind of look back and I'm just like, like if you had to tell me I had to do all the things I had to do to get here, I'd be like, oof, <laughs> I would be super hesitant on doing it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be honest yeah. with you. No, I- yeah, I mean, it's it sounds like a you've had a, a pretty roller coaster of a ride of emotion too. Yeah, I feel like. uh, yeah. Um, you know, that's 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 one thing, and um, you know, <laughs> I mean, you hear a lot of people say this too is like the persistence aspect of being able to, you know, keep a level head when you're when you're at the high moments, 
but also be able to get through the tough moments and know that there's something else on the other side waiting for you if you can push through um which which is hard man like there yeah. there are a lot of times where those lows they can they can really get to you was there like anything that you used in those times yeah. uh in the times of of the lows where you were able to climb out um and you know kind of live to fight another day if you will yeah so let me uh let me like uh dive into this so how it uh kind of how my journey really started so when i was yeah. in um north carolina i ended up um I was supposed to move in with my friend Tommy, right? But he had a uh, he already had roommates and stuff. And um my dad is is really really uh known nationally and respected by a lot of college coaches and stuff just cuz he's been around for so long. Uh so the head coach there is Pat Papalizia and he called my dad. He's like, "Hey Tommy, you know, he already has roommates and stuff, but I can move uh little Tony in with Tommy Gant. Tommy Gant's a animal. Um he wrestled 79 kilograms. He's all-American in college. Uh graduate from NC State. So my dad kind of told me the situation and I was like hesitant, right? Because Tommy Gantz, he was, I think, 28 at the time and I'm 18. So I'm like, I'm like, man, I don't want to move in with this guy. He's a grown guy. Like, what if I want to have fun and stuff? I'm like, man, I don't want to do this. And I was super hesitant. And he's like, nah, it'll be good. It's good. So I was like, whatever. Like, I was not big on it. And then come to find out the first week, he's like, just like me. Tommy's like a big kid, right? He's like, I was like, yeah. in a week, we're like best friends. So he like took me under his wing and he became like a, just a big brother to me, basically. So I'm really lucky to have him. Um, he made sure I was getting all my practices in and stuff. And I mean, I was motivated too. I mean, obviously you yeah. have to be self-motivated, but he was, he was super big, super big. Like, I mean, I would say those practices I was going to, they weren't even mandatory for me, but I was just practicing like, like I had to be there. Like I didn't have to do none of those extra things I was doing. I didn't have to practice. I'm not even on a team. I'm not, but I was like practicing literally like every day, like on college schedule. And um, for me, it was just seeing like those little, little jumps I was making was super motivating for me. Like I felt myself getting better than it would be times I would get to wrestle with some of the college kids. And I'm like, Oh snap. Like, this dude's a freaking uh, third at Ohio and like, I'm going with him or this dude's like multiple state champ here and I'm beating him. And I was like, those were, those little things uh, made me like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna keep doing this. Um, little wins. Yeah. yeah little wins. Mm -hmm. And those are big. And I would go to like open tournaments and the first few I would, I did was, you know, like fifth place, fourth place, but I was beating dudes that were way more accomplished than me in high school. And I was losing to like, you know, the more premier guys. And I was just making like little jumps throughout those years. And then um, like, I would say God just gave me like moments where it was like, keep going, like keep going. He would give me like, I would say at the time, like the biggest blessings I could receive is like what I received. Like, yeah. so since I wasn't on a team, I still had like just crazy situations that happened. I'll give you guys one where um, growing up, I never watched wrestling. I wasn't big on wrestling. Like I said, I kind of hated it. But the one dude I, I used to love wrestling is uh, Jordan Oliver. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. Uh, no. He's a multiple national champ for Oklahoma State. And uh, he's just, he was an animal. He was a phenom. Um, and he was training at UNC. So Tar Heels, NC State, little rivalry. But um, yeah. he's training at UNC and... Tommy would uh, would go wrestle with him once in a while. So he one day and he's like, "Yeah, Yo, you wanna you wanna go 
me and Jay, I'm like, oh, pff. I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. So um, <laughs> I uh, I went to practice with him one day, and this is the Olympic year. This is was it, uh, 2020, I think. Yeah, 2020 or something like that. And um, I ended up rolling with him a bit, and he was just like, he was like super like, yo, who is this kid? He was like, who is this kid, right? So um, uh, little little boost to the ego. Yeah, yeah, a little boost. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> So he hit me up and he's just like kind of <laughs> telling me all these nice things about myself. And I ended up training with, with Jordan Oliver for those few months he was getting ready for Olympics, right? So here I am, like mm-hmm. no state titles, never placed at states, and I'm wrestling, getting this guy ready for Olympics. So it's just like crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just looking back, it's super, super insane. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's that's how a lot of stories go. I mean, we were talking about yeah. like, the small victories, mm-hmm. but like you need you need to win those those like have those small victories or else there's no drive on a daily basis Absolutely. to be able to like, you know, but I think that comes along with like the discipline side of things, you yeah. know, um, even, even like people who can stick to not snoozing their alarm in the morning, like those are the like little, yeah. little victories, yeah, right? Like get up huge. for a workout or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, was there a time, so you, you did mention that you were, um, on the lighter side, right? Like 90 pounds, hundred mm-hmm. pounds. Um, did you ever take to training in the weight room or was that kind of like a secondary thing that you were, you weren't very involved with? No, I hate I hate weights. Uh, this is actually, to be honest, really? yeah, to be honest with you, this is like the first summer I've really been super strict with, uh, my weightlifting and that's credited to ASU. Our, our lifting program is just sick here. Like it's, it's crazy. So my lifting has, uh, definitely grown. I would say I I love it now. So it's something I do now, but no, I didn't, I didn't really lift growing up. No. Uh, I find a lot of the wrestlers, a lot of the wrestlers at school are, you know, big guys in the weight room. Yeah. Oh yeah. uh, Anytime you go in there, those are the ones you see there that are there on a regular basis. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm surprised to hear that. And I mean, obviously at ASU, it's, you guys have some of the best facilities in the world. So it makes it easy to, to fall in love with it there. Yeah. Um, we had a trip out. We played games at ASU. Uh, I play for Long Island University. Okay. We had games at ASU and got to check some of your guys' facilities out, and it's just like top notch. Yeah, yeah. We the we got guys have available. It's awesome. Yeah, we definitely got some nice stuff out here for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess uh, that brings us um, to so where where were we at? We were talking about. Uh, I know the last time we were on the on the timeline was the 11th 12th grade year mm-hmm. um so what happened like what happened after that what was the recruiting process like for you yeah so um last year i was at penn state so what happened was um just those three years i was in um i was in raleigh and i was doing those open i was mm-hmm. doing open tournaments because i wasn't on the team um i was doing i was doing well and i was doing you know i was being some dudes and then i ended up uh i wrestled at um it's called red shirt nationals. So it's like, it's like uh, a national tournament basically for, you know, guys that are red shirting or not starting. So I ended up taking second at that and that helped. So I beat like, uh, maybe like Princeton starter. I beat a, I beat a few good guys and um, coach Kale reached out to me at Penn state, which was, you know, I was, that's sick. Coach Kale is probably, you know, one of, one of the best wrestlers of all time. And uh, that's credited to my dad as well. They have a relationship. Um, he kind of reached out. He's like, oh, but actually how that started, this is it's crazy. So before that happened, how that happened was um, I uh, made a visit to Penn State, I think, uh, a month after NCOs. So I didn't get, I didn't get a 
hit up by him right away. I, um, I ended up going out there to train for a bit. And this, uh, this kid that, uh, used to wrestle in Long Island during the time he was at my way, Adam Busiello, he's like a five-time state champ. He's super, super stud. Uh, he was down there. I was wrestling with him and who else? A few other New York dudes, coach Kale's there and he had no idea who I was and I'm, I'm doing pretty well, doing pretty, pretty well against these guys. He's like, yo, who is that? And then I wrestled Zane Rutherford, who was a multiple national champ. And he said some nice things to Kale and it helped a lot. So, um, he reached out, he reached out to me and I kind of decided that I was going to go there and, uh, yeah. Very much. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I mean, so <laughs> that sounds like a pretty straightforward recruiting process. If you yeah. Ask me. Like that's, that's uh yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, a lot of that, that's like one of those things too, where a lot of people struggle, at least from my perspective in the hockey industry, because it is an industry, um, is that like the recruiting process is crucial for the athlete, but it's the most difficult process in terms of like weeding through, figuring out where you, where you'd play, looking at the depth charts, you know, all those kinds of things are important in terms of uh, prolonging your career and, and yeah. advancing and growing as a player. What made you go from, from Penn State to, to Arizona? Um, so while I was at Penn State, I was wrestling 157 last year. I'm 65 this year. So I'm, I'm 6'1", 157. That's, well, 60. That's, that's huge for the weight. So um, um, I was there, and I was having some issues with some weight some weight cut and uh to to be honest with you i got when i got to penn state everything i did to get there started going down this goes back to those those up and downs right so i'm on a high right now i'm starting for penn state and i'm like dang like i went from freaking you know where i came from i told you guys my story to i'm starting for the number one team in the nation right this is like crazy so i would say i got a bit complacent and once i started i started from them I was kind of like not working hard I mean I wasn't slacking but I wasn't doing everything I did to before what I to to get there right so um I kind of wasn't really on top of my weight I wasn't dieting correctly so I was having really bad weight cuts I was getting up to like 172 on a Monday having to make 157 on a Saturday like just just crazy right just crazy wasn't doing what i had to do and um it just the season didn't go the way i wanted to and how it works there it's like everyone in that starting lineup is competing for a national title right so it's like you know everyone's freaking national champ there uh we they win nationals every year so after the season i had those coaches they that they they believed in me which they did they were really high on me but i kind of like felt I lost a bit of their, I wouldn't say respect, just, I felt they were, they were kind of like, eh, after the season I had, and I just, I just felt like, um, the effort they put in me, put into me before the season just wasn't there. Like, not that they basically felt like they kind of gave up on me. So I was like, um, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a hop on this, uh, this transfer portal. And um, how it worked, um, I grew up with uh, Ja'Cory Teamer, who's um, our 57 out here. And I actually wrestled him earlier in their season um, at a Florida tournament. And I had, like, a pretty close match with him. So the coaches at ASU, they got to see a, see me wrestle their, their best dude. And uh, I lost, like, 5-3, if 
five three. It was a it was a close match. It was a close match. So mm-hmm. they got to see me wrestle, and when I hopped on the portal, they uh they reached out to me. And when I got on the visit out here, I just loved it. I loved the coaches. I loved the environment. Tempe is super nice weather and stuff, and the style here really fits me. So um, that's how that came about. Yeah, that's uh that's interesting. And Dylan, we've we've talked about this before, actually about the uh sort of I guess global uh political climate economical climate all of them is that whole concept of strong men creates easy times easy times create weak men that vicious cycle that kind of goes around but it's 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 in everything right like that's there's focus it's the discipline mm-hmm. you know when when things are going easy for you and you're on top of the world yeah training is going to be easy like everything's all going to be good but you're also not doing that extra edge to, to kind of get ahead. Like that's when the yeah. discipline gets really difficult is, is staying on track when you have everything. Um, but then once you, you know, you fall down to the bottom, that's where you, you know, you get that chip on your shoulder and you know, it's comeback time, right? Yeah. Like that's where the focus can come in and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that's, uh, it's interesting how that works and it, it happens to everybody though. Like it's, yeah, that's just how it goes. Yeah, I think discipline and discipline and maintaining are are two really big things. And something that that helped me a lot in my journey is I go back to that eleventh grade year when I quit. I felt like uh, a lot of at the time I was like, "Hey, I'm not going to regret this." But after uh, I had a lot of regret. So I think just with anything I do, like I just have it embedded in my mind, I'm not going to quit just because I know how how uh, how much like pain that brings. So it's just, it's yeah, just like, no, you know, it's just it. about finding a new way, you know, it's just, nah, just, it's a lot of ups and downs. You just got to keep on with the process, yeah. finding new ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the whole concept of learning from your mistakes. Right? Yeah. You don't make the same mistake twice. You exactly. know, you got to find a way around it, find a solution, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, so, I mean, that, that pretty much brings us up to speed. So I guess like, you know, one thing we, we ask a lot of our guests is what the plan is for the future. What are, what are your goals, uh, short-term, long-term, um, yeah. whatever it might be? Yeah, so fast forward today is just super discipline. I mean, um, so super just locked in with diet and just training. Um, I'm lucky enough that some people, like, they see me, some of the guys in the room, I, I, I know they question, like, damn, that guy works really hard and stuff, but I'm just lucky enough that I love what I do, you know? And I think that that's that's a big thing. When you love what you do, the process and the accolades, it's just, it just it's easy when you love what you do, you know? It's like all those things come. Yeah. Like when I wake up in the morning, I'm I'm hyped to get a good meal in me. I'm hyped to get on that run. Um, hyped to learn new things. And it just helps a lot. It just helps a lot. Yeah. So what was that like? dieting for you i know you mentioned there were a couple times you you struggled with it is that something that's kind of easier now in terms of yeah uh dieting cutting down to weight yeah this is like the first year i've been super super dialed in with my diet and i'm like i have like the biggest addictive personality right so whatever i'm doing i do it to the freaking max so um now that i'm on this diet kick everything is healthy um <laughs> i'm talking super healthy yeah. so it's actually fun i've been having fun with it and uh, it's been helping my wrestling a lot it's it's been a really big yeah. game changer between weightlifting and just eating right. Um, it's a game changer. So like every you know everyone's going to practice, everyone's working hard. It's like finding those little things to separate yourself from the pack. You know, sleeping, getting that extra, yep, getting those extra hours of sleep is huge. Eating, um, it's just so many things. Um, reading, um, recovery, all those things. 
Yeah. yeah. Let's actually, let's, let's dive into a couple of those. Yeah. Um, like from, from a diet standpoint, um, what are you, what are you eating these days? Like, is it, is it chicken rice? Like what, what do you got? Um, give you guys, uh, give you guys some, uh, some heat. All right. Yeah. So nah, I do a lot of different stuff, but, um, I'm big on like salmon. I get a lot of omega and steak. Um, I'm big on eggs. I eat a lot of eggs. Um, Just a lot of healthy stuff. Just all the, all that, all that type of stuff to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of water. I get like two uh, gallons of water in a day. Really? Two gallons. Yeah. 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 Do you, do you sweat a lot when you train? Yeah. When I'm getting a lot of water and I sweat and then I cut back. So it's the weight cutting process is like a science. You kind of, load yourself up with water and then getting uh closer to that weight cut you kind of uh cut back on it all right right yeah gotcha yeah and then uh so you mentioned recovery as well i'm sure you guys have access to a lot of great recovery tools and accessories over there Mm -hmm. what is a uh like what's your recovery situation look like besides sleep obviously sleep is the the biggest recovery tool but uh me personally i like getting i like doing massages we have uh our uh our therapist, Amanda, she's, she's the best. So I try to get in with her as much as possible. We, um, we're allowed like one massage a week, but I come out of pocket. I make sure I get like three, three massages a week. And then I'll do like, I'll do a lot of ice baths. Um, but honestly, I think sleep is like the biggest one out of all them things. Yeah. yeah. How much do you sleep? What's a typical night look like? Uh, my body personally, I feel really good when I get like 11 hours of sleep, I would say boy Woo. yeah Damn. but it goes back to the that, it goes that's... back to the discipline thing though you know so it's like you got to say no when when they're like hey you want to come out you know go to this party or something or we got some good you know it's like oh, i gotta get those hours of sleep so it goes back to that discipline thing yeah uh, yeah i mean it across the board it's different that's another that's another thing that's torn between a, a lot of athletes like there are some athletes i know i think Le, it's, it's lebron that's notorious for for sleeping a ton of hours, Dylan, you probably you probably seen something about him. Yeah, everyone's different. I don't know. I, no. I know some yeah, some dudes, know, man, like, they can he... kill it on six hours. Uh, not me. I need my yeah. sleep. Yeah, yeah. I look at some yeah. of my teammates. You know, we have a defenseman. He's the same way. He's like, I can't. If I sleep eight hours, I'm I'm half awake. Yeah. You know, the next half the day. So he feels best five six hours. That's all he gets, and that's how he goes. Hey, good for him. I wish I was him. Yeah, that's insane. Me. I mean, I don't even me like, me personally like I don't even think freaking eleven hours. I I don't even think I could force myself to <laughs> to try to to try to sleep for eleven hours. That's, well, that's I, impressive. I, I, Do you like take naps or anything or no? Mm, or is that just like through the night? No, nah, through the night. I I, sleep, I go to bed pretty early right now. Um, no, usually when I get good good sleep like that, I don't take naps because I'm I'm training throughout the day. Uh, I train multiple right, times throughout right. the day, so I don't really nap. No. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's another thing too, is like that I've really taken note of is the whole circadian rhythm process Mm -hmm. and, and the science behind that. Like I try to go to bed at the same time every time, but most importantly, get up at the same time every day. And that like keeps your Mm -hmm. cycles on point. Are you strict with that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty strict with that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's good stuff. I mean, that's, wow. That, that's good to hear though too like yeah. an athlete taking taking that kind of stuff seriously cuz Dylan and I we talk about this all the time like when you get to a certain level um everybody's good everybody yeah. can play 
um, everybody can perform, but how are you going to be able to separate yourself? And it really is those little things on a day-to-day basis that ultimately gives you that edge. Um, so, Mm -hmm. so that's awesome. Um, you got, you got anything else you want to, you want to share with us any stories or anything like that? And then we'll, we'll move to Dylan and see what he's got. Uh, I'll just jump in. I'll jump in right yeah. now. Uh, we never got back to the original question. Sure. You know, what are your goals for the future? What are your plans? You know, what's the next one to three years look like? Where do you want to take this? Yeah. So this year is to win a national title. Um, I mean, everyone says that, but that's, that's the goal is to be a national champ. Um, and just taking those, those steps every day to, to fulfill that. So it's not, not really saying it and more so doing it through action, you know, and then um, just every year, every year is really to, is working towards to be a national champ, to be honest with you. How many years you got left? I got eligibility. I got this year, next year, and a half year. So we'll see what I'll do with that half year. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Plenty that's of time. good stuff. Yeah. So that's, well, that's a, in Arizona State. That's another thing. Um, it's funny you say that plenty of time. Um, I think something that's helped me as well is – is when you come uh when you come to reality with the concept of time. Um when you realize that time is like this and it goes by super quick, I think it could help yeah. I think it could help you like accomplish anything, to be honest with you. Like looking back, it felt it felt super long at the time, like those three years. But then looking back, it's like, damn, that went by really quick. So that's actually yeah. another thing that's helped me a lot, just just knowing how time how fast time is and goes by. Yeah. Yeah, it is sure. I mean we talk about this pretty much every day, but yeah. how, how, I mean, geez, it's like this, this, this year's flying, but it's Thanksgiving. Crazy. It's crazy. Like, it's coming week. It's like, what the hell, man? Yeah. You know, it's, it's time's just going. Um, yeah. and yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's a huge asset to us, but a lot of people, you know, time management, procrastination, like those two things are procrastination is a killer. It's oh, absolutely the killer. worst dreams, goals, whatever it might be. And everybody battles it though. Yeah. That's for damn sure. You know, yeah, that's the where worst. the discipline comes in. Yep. 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 But, uh, yeah. Uh, Dylan, you got anything else for him? No, I think that's everything. Was, I mean, it was great to have you on and hear your story and just, you know, what you went through. Um, that's probably one of the, the best examples we've had of someone who's really just battled through and, you know, found their way to the top, um, or found their way to, you know, a place where they can, they can reach the top yeah. and, you know, reach your goal of being a national champion. Mm-hmm. And you're in a great spot to do it. So it was great to have you on and, and hear your story. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you got anything else you want to share with us or the listeners? And, you know, one last thing after you have any last thoughts is uh, one piece of advice for, for our listeners. So before you formulate that thought, go ahead with, with whatever you want to say uh, for a final closing. Yeah, one piece of advice I would have is um, – I know you guys, people hear this all the time, but I think one piece of advice would be stay away from alcohol and, and the weed. That's like a big, just a big killer. I see a lot of dudes that are super talented and they work hard, but then their weekends are spent drinking or smoking and it's just, you know, so that, that's, that'd be a big one. And just staying with the process, um, staying with the process and just having faith in God is, is a huge one for me. That's awesome. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Yeah. I mean that, yeah. I mean that that's obviously, that's a given that a lot of people don't realize it's a given. They like to make those, you know, little excuses like, oh, you know, it's just, just one time. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? You know? Yeah. But then, you know, Tony, Tony's getting his 11 hours. He's freaking ready to rock the next day. Yeah. I I, I live for those dudes that party on the weekends. Let's get it. (laughs) Come come in the circle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
All right, man. Well, uh, it was it was great having you on, and once again, it's just awesome hearing another story. That's, yeah, you know, we we live for this. This is this what's all about sharing sharing each other's stories, talking about it, discussing things, and you know, we'd love to have you on in the future and, and dive deeper on some topics. You yeah, know, and and see where you're at in a few months down the line, a year down the line, whatever it might be. But uh, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, sounds good. All right, man. Good luck. Good luck with the rest of the season and uh, everything going forward. Yeah, I mean, we just how we closed out the interview, right? Like that's a, those are the stories that we that we want to hear. You know, the ups and downs, the obstacles. Um, I personally love hearing it, and I actually resonated with, you know, the, I for me it was a little later. It was after juniors, which was when I was twenty, twenty one, twenty one years old, and you know he said that in eleventh grade he was he had enough. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm. just where everything was at and. You know, when I was thinking about, I was thinking about that, I started thinking about my own journey uh, at that point in time with, with hockey. And I was kind of fed up with a lot of things that had happened. I was kind of losing these little battles on a repeated basis. Mm. And that kind of takes, takes the life out of you. It takes the confidence out of you. Um, it does. It takes it seems like, sure. seems like there's no way out. Like that's, those are the times we really got to dig deep. I didn't realize that in the moment. Right. Uh, obviously I'm back now, but like, you know, I'm still paying the price for it um mm. in terms of the journey itself and i know i gotta pay the price for it and he's he paid the price for it um like that's that's how it works right like if you i i feel like people need to realize like that's what happens when you quit that's what happens when you give up on something that you've worked so hard for if you give up if you want to come back you're going to pay the price so you got to be yeah, willing even, to and not even just on the sports side for him to like look at school okay like he couldn't go yeah. to a division one school yep. couldn't get into penn state had to fight through three years of community college, which is just crazy um, to think like, you know, he's not even on a team. He's at community college and then he goes to Penn state and now at ASU, like what a turnaround. Yep. Um, but, imagine, imagine know, where his mind was at working and community college when he was there. Like how many people do you think are actually wrestling at a community college thinking that they're going to make it D one, they can do it. They're going to get there. Like that takes, that takes an unrelenting will, desire, discipline, to really get to the next level, you know, and that's what he had to come to the conclusion, right? Like he, he even said it himself, you know, from a mental, the mental side of things, um, he, he'd reach those points where he's just like, nah, I'm going to kind of go on cruise control for a little bit. Yeah. And that's when he would fall off. He'd start losing to people he shouldn't be losing mm -hmm. to. And then he's like, well, fuck, you know, it's time to time to turn this thing around. And that's when the focus would kick in. Discipline would kick in. People don't realize that you got to have the discipline when you're winning and when you're losing, like, Yep. It's, it's, I find it easier. Uh, I mean, anybody would find it easier that when you're winning, it's, it's easier to, to go through the, the routines, the daily disciplines, but Definitely. it's difficult. It's difficult in those times. Yeah. It's easy to do those things, but are you deliberately doing them? Are you deliberately mm -hmm. trying to improve on a daily basis? And that's kind of where, where Tony kind of had the, had the issues, right? It wasn't an issue of staying in the game, right? Cause he was winning. He was like, it's great. It's good. You know, he's going to win states and all those kinds of things, but deliberately going to practice and be like, okay, what, what's the little thing that I can improve on here? I'm really good right now, but what's this little factor that's going to push me onto that next level? Um, yeah. that's, that's the tough part about being on top. You know what I mean? That's just mm -hmm. like the, the concept that I mentioned in the about us video about the wolf climbing the hill, right? Like everybody knows that saying the, the wolf yeah. climbing the hill is always going to be tougher and, and more disciplined and ready to go to get to the top than the wolf that's already there that's already done it you know what i mean 
Yep. Um, I think so. the greatest, one of the best examples right now is uh, Chris Bumstead. He, yeah. you know, Perfect he design. talks about that saying all the time. He's the three-time champ, and everyone's telling him a wolf climbing the hill is going to be hungrier than you. Yeah. He goes, the only wolf I'm competing against is myself, and yeah. I, like that's another example. I can't wait to see what he does because is he gonna, you know, succumb to that saying, and is he gonna yep. lose it to Dino or whoever's chasing him? Or is he going to be able to, you know, stay on the throne? Um, but that's, you know, another prime example of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's that's that whole concept. And we covered this book. If you guys uh, were listening before, if you weren't, go back to the episodes where we cover uh, Tim Grover, Relentless. And we kind of talk about, well, he talks about this, but we just discuss it about that whole cleaner, closer. And uh, what was the other one? cooler <laughs> yeah cleaner closer and cooler um and well, the cleaner yeah. is the well reversed yeah obviously yeah um yeah. but the, the cleaner the cleaner is the guy who who gets the job done on a daily basis whether he's winning or not like that's the guy who can win championship year after year after year after mm-hmm. year uh without you know wavering discipline uh any, anything like that you know what i mean um and that's it's, it's the toughest thing to do that's that's yeah. that whole concept right like that's bumstead is he going to be able to do that um mm-hmm. and not many people can like that's a few percentage of people that can achieve that that cleaner uh status you know um but once again you know that that was a a great story um and we look forward to having him on in the future hopefully hopefully we, next time we have him on he's got a national national championship uh under his belt you know that'd be that'd be cool yeah. to to share that story and uh underdog to to champion you know that that that's ultimately the the goal with everybody right um but yeah so sure. you know once again we thank you guys for uh for listening and uh please leave a review it'll help us get this this podcast out there these stories out there um and if you're not aware and you're just a listener of the podcast we released UD Energy clean energy drink formulated for primarily collegiate athletes but athletes of all walks of life um it's clean it's transparent uh we have only the ingredients that you need in a ready to drink pre-workout or an energy drink let me tell you you will be absolutely buzzing on this freaking drink like read the reviews obviously we have a biased opinion but we got plenty of people who who can back it up that that this thing is legit we spent just over a year working on this dylan and i uh, now we're building this team and, and trying to get this thing out there and to to give the athletes the access to this like that's what this is all about it's about the athletes giving helping them get the edge and and kind of bringing their dreams to life there and bring them to to fruition so um you can uh you can shop at uh www.udenergy.shop and you can follow us on instagram and other social media handles at underdog underscore brand where we post snippets uh you know pictures of the clothing we you know rundowns of uh certain ingredients in our drink and uh and a lot more than that honestly and we're still working on more content ideas right now as we speak so uh follow us on there stay tuned we're also going to be going to some in-person events soon which will be announced and hopefully if you guys are local you can join in come by stop by try the drink get some clothing um but once again thank you and we'll see you on the next episode